Welcome to Heirloom Radio, a different kind of oldies program that celebrates the tremendous talent of the thousands of people who provided news and entertainment to listeners through the only form of immediate mass media available in their homes during the American Golden Age of Radio, roughly from 1930 through the 1940s. This podcast originates from the seacoast of New Hampshire, and I am your host, John Lovering, thanking you for listening. Now let's turn back the clock and introduce the rebroadcast of this track's featured program. Our featured track is an episode of The Shadow, and it was requested by Mr. Sal Manella from Chubbucka, Idaho. Sal Manella. Well, anyway, this episode was aired on Sunday, February 27, 1949. Hmm. 1949 was the year George Orwell released his novel, 1984, a novel with a warning against totalitarianism. Perhaps this is a good time to read that novel again, or for the first time. It could have been written today, but I digress. Thank you, Salmonella from Chubbuck, Idaho, for requesting the shadow episode entitled The Collectors of Death. The Shadow ran from 1937 to 54, and the title character was really a caped vigilante who also was featured in the Shadow magazine and was one of the most enduring and influential creations in the pulp era. You know, many people who had never heard an old-time radio show, if they're asked the question, what was your favorite radio show? They all say, The Shadow initially played by Orson Welles, but for only one year. On radio, the shadow was the secret identity of Lamont Cranston, who had the power to hypnotically cloud the minds of those near him to make himself invisible. In early episodes, he occasionally used telepathy and the ability to cause others to see illusions, though these other powers were gradually dropped in later seasons. The many agents the Shadow employed in the pulp stories were dropped in favor of a single female companion named Margot Lane, initially played by Agnes Moorhead. The radio episodes were melodramatic, with the Shadow often tracking down mass murderers and psychotic killers who were carrying out bizarre crimes. In one episode, a modern-day pirate used a submarine to wreak havoc on the high seas, and in another, a mad scientist rips airplanes out of the sky with a giant magnet. Using his invisibility to gather information and carry out psychological warfare on the criminals, the Shadow would inevitably foil their schemes. The show's acting and production values were excellent, and it was popular enough to last for 17 years. During this run, the Shadow was played by Wells, Brett Morrison, Bill Johnstone, John Archer, and Steve Quartley. Actresses who played Margolaine included Agnes Moorhead, Marjorie Anderson, Marion Shockley, Laura Mae Carpenter, Leslie Woods, Grace Matthews, and Gertrude Warner. The show was canceled in 1954, but many episodes were recorded and preserved. And here is one of them. The Collectors of Death.
<laughs> Once again, we bring you the thrilling adventures of the shadow, the hard and relentless fight of one man against the forces of evil. These dramatizations are designed to demonstrate forcibly to old and young alike that crime does not pay. Today you say, I'm investing in savings bonds. Join the payroll savings plan at work. And tomorrow you'll say, there's our dream home. All finished and right down to the last break. Yes, today, join the payroll savings plan at work to buy United States savings bonds. Whatever you want in the future, guarantee it now with savings bonds. Join the payroll savings plan for your work. Or... If you're self-employed, buy a bond a month in your bank. Don't delay. Your own future, your country's future can't wait. Buy United States Savings Bonds. And now, The Shadow. The Shadow, who aids the forces of law and order, is in reality Lamont Cranston, wealthy young man about town. Years ago in the Orient, Cranston learned a strange and mysterious secret the hypnotic power to cloud men's minds where they cannot see him. Cranston's friend and companion, the lovely Margot Lane, is the only person who knows to whom the voice of the invisible shadow belongs. Today's drama, Collectors of Death. Hidden in the wilds of the craggy palisade stands the turreted castle of the European refugee recluse, Herr Bruder. Here in solitude, he gloats over the priceless treasure he has smuggled out of Europe. Tonight, as Bruder finishes his dinner, a sudden mountain storm beats at the windows of the castle. You will have your coffee in the study, Bruder? Ah, yeah, yeah, in the study. Emil, Emil, why are you not using my best china as I order? But we are, Bruder. You see the design? Uh, Emil, my eyes are weak. I cannot see even from clothes. But with my fingertips, I know this is not my best china. Why? But maybe you have not been mistaken. We would not sell them with anybody's best china. It is as you have ordered. Ah, sure. You are sure, Emmy. Of course, Abel. Ah, perhaps I've been too hasty. Ah, too hasty. <laughs> come, come. I take my coffee in the study. Ah, a warm fire on a night like this. An easy chair and a glass. Who, who has been in my study? Only Marie. Get, uh, get Marie in here quickly. Call her. Marie? Yes, Come into the study, Marie. Uh, I come. Uh, is uh, something wrong? Oh, Marie, my, my painting. Someone has, has been touching my painting. I cannot see what has been done, but something has been changed. Perhaps when dusting the Marie moved. Uh, Yes, yes, that's it, Habuda. When uh, dusting them, perhaps I move them. Uh, my, my coal. There is my coal. 
Stop the death couple. On uh, uh, my Renoir. Stop the fire. That's all. Oh, oh, I must have been mistaken. These dim mold eyes, they play me tricks. Cast us that couple that you think you do not cast her. Nonsense, Amy. It is only you that I do trust, eh? <laughs> that, that is why I sent to the old country for you, to, to protect me from, from thieves who would rob me, steal my treasures. Thieves? Yeah, Amy, thieves, American thieves. Oh, oh you, you must help me, you and Marie. You must keep them from robbing me. That is the apple, Marie and I will do everything to make sure you are not robbed by Americans. And this lovely, authentic bit of Lamose is worth ten times what I've bid. Won't somebody say twenty-five? Margo, don't be silly. That's no more Lamose than I am Houdini. <laughs> Lamont, I just can't help myself at all. Is that all? I'm off at 25 and it beats the great deal. 40! Margo, you can buy those things by the case lot for that. <laughs> silly Lamont, what would I do with a case of them? Thursday. I'm off at 50. It will make it 75. Get hold of yourself, Margo. You can't do it. It would be wrong. 75! It's going for 75. Going? It's going once? Going twice? Sold to the lady for $75. Will you step this way, please, ma'am? Yes, of course. Well, here you go, lady. Beautiful thing about you, say so. Shall I have it wrapped? Don't bother. It'll be easier to dispose of if it isn't. Oh, very funny. Very funny, I'm sure. 75 even. Thank you. Here you are, miss. I'll take it, Margo. With any luck, I might drop it. <laughs> Stop spewing, Lamont. Just the same, I think we'd better get out of here before the fever comes on me again and I buy the Taj Mahal. Well, I must admit it's a pretty good imitation. Wait a minute. Take a look at this thing, Margo. I have. $75 worth. Margo, this is a real emotion piece. It's worth ten times $75. That's impossible. Why, in these places, they need... That's the point. These places specialize in takes and imitations, but this is the real article. How can it be? I don't know. I do know this. A few weeks ago, I was reading about a very famous collection of antiques in Obedard. The Bruder Collection. And? Almost certain a piece like this was described in that article. Bruder, whatever his name is, probably decided to break up his collection or turn it into cash. And sell it for about one-tenth its value? Oh, no, Ma. Well, then what? Somebody else is liquidating his collection for him. Can he steal it? I don't know yet. There are three well-known fences who specialize in antiques. One of them, a Mr. Otto, might be ambitious enough to want to buy the Bruder collection. Mr. Otto, you said there would be large rewards if I bought you her Bruder's collection. The larger pieces, yes. I shall pay you well, my dear friend. But the larger pieces we dare not touch, Mr. Otto. It seems dangerous to pick up these small pieces. Knick-knacks, my dear girl, knick-knacks. How about the piece of Limoges that you and Amy sold at the auction? Why didn't you bring it here? Know about that? It's my business to know about everything, everything. I thought to get much money at the auction. So instead of bringing it here, you part with it for a paltry $50. And to me, to Mr. Arthur, you bring this collection of junk. You're not very bright, sir. I told you, Amy, you should not be doing this. We will be caught. 
does not work. Quiet, my lady. All right, Mr. Otto. We will take your offer this time. <laughs> yes, I knew that an intelligent pair of uh, collectors such as you would see it my way. Here are, my dear friend, the price agreed, I believe. Thank you. Come, Emil, the old man will be missing us. Au revoir, my dear friend. Au revoir. Looky. Looky. Right here, Mr. Otto. You heard, Looky? Yeah. Follow them. They must not be permitted to uh, change their mind. You understand? Yeah. There's a fortune in the Bruder collection, Looky. A fortune. It would be short sighted. To let them falter now. <laughs> Very short sighted. Is this the place, Lamont? It's a perfectly respectable shop. Right, Margot. Zato is known to be one of the most prominent antique dealers in town. Yes, but you said he was a receiver, a fence. I thought they operated in dark cellars and underworld dives. <laughs> You've been listening to too many radio shows. Come on, Margaret, let's go in. Ah, good day, sir. Good day, madam. How do you do? And uh, how can I be of service to you? Uh, we were interested in a gift. Well, uh, perhaps... Ah, yeah. Or perhaps a trinket, such as these. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm sorry, sir, that uh, you shipment is not specified uh, as yet. Oh. These are precious. Lamont, look at this material. I'm sorry, miss. I cannot hear you. Oh, fine workmanship. As a matter of fact, I just read about a medallion very much like this. Um, it's in the Bruder collection. Oh, that? The Bruder collection has quite famous cobalt. However, duplicates do show up sometimes. I'd like to make you an offer for that. Uh, no, indeed, sir. I wouldn't think of selling it until I had uh, checked. Authenticity. Oh, now I am disappointed. We'll be back, Margot. After Mr. Otto has restored this collection. Perhaps then, Mr. Otto? Of course. Of course. Good day, sir. Good day, madam. Bye, Mr. Otto. Lamont Cranston, you're up to something. What is it? Trying to find out what's going on. Margot, that medallion came from the Bruder collection. I'm positive of it. Well, oh, certainly the man has the right to dispose of his collection if he sees fair. Yes, but Bruder never would. He's a fanatic on the subject of his collection. He guards it with his life. Margot. Yes? How would you like to pay a visit to Mr. Bruder himself? Have a little talk about his collection. <laughs> Now, it isn't worth the risk for the handful of pennies you Mr. Otto gives us. Marie, it's so easy. A few pieces every night. Soon we have enough to go back to the old house. I won't let you do it. I tell you already, the old man is beginning to wonder. Will he start to take what's then? Maybe just one more. A clean sweep. We take everything and leave. <laughs> Who are you? Name's Loki. Came to keep you from making a mistake, a bad mistake. I don't understand. Mr. Otto sent me. 
want you to stay healthy. You don't go through with your deal with him, you won't. We can't do it. The old man is suspicious now. You had a good idea, Emil. One big job. Clean it all up. But we do it tonight. No, tell him no, Emil. Talk loud, sister. This talks louder. Put away that gun. We don't want trouble. Like I said, we do the job tonight. As soon as the old man's in bed, we go to work. Ah, ah, again, it storms. This violence, this, this noise, it upsets me, Amy. Why don't you get some rest, Stumble? You look tired. Yeah, I'm tired. My milk. Now he has won my milk. Here it is, Abuda. Oh, good. Good. So I take it upstairs. There nicely. We help you to the stairs, Abuda. You need not help me up the stairs. I'm not that feeble yet. Good night, my dear friend. Good night, Abuda. No, Amy. Before that horrible man was again. child grow, mentally and morally, I mean. Does the child develop into the citizen the way the infant develops into the man just by the passage of time? Of course not. Or there would not be so many faulty citizens. We all know that, of course. Yet I wonder how many of us tend to take the line of least effort to let our children, like Topsy, just grow. Counting, perhaps, on the schools to teach our youngsters love for their country and that essential element of good citizenship, good sportsmanship. Of course, the schools do a great deal, but they simply cannot do it alone. Rather, it is every parent's duty to teach his children what it means to be a good American. Not by preaching, for that is like water off the proverbial duck's back, but by precept, by example. After all, how can we expect to develop a new generation of unprejudiced Americans if we at home let them hear us falling into those same tired old errors of referring to any group of our fellow Americans 
as if they were all alike, all good, all bad, all smart, all stupid, or all anything. Yes, the teachings of our children is a mighty task, made simple by just being good citizens of ourselves. And now, the shadow. Lamont Cranston and Margot Lane are on the trail of a gang dealing in stolen art treasure. They pay a visit at the castle-like home of an eccentric refugee collector. As they try to get in the front door, there's a shot from within the house. What was that? Pistol shot. Can't waste a minute, Margot. We've got to get in there fast. Come on. What happened? Something terrible has happened. What went on in here? My wife. Someone shot. Someone has murdered my wife. Lamont, look. I see. Right through the heart. Who did this? My wife and I were... We were going to the door to answer your knocking when the shot came out of nowhere. Look, Lamont, the study. Someone was ransacking the study. Must have heard you in the corridor, but why should they shoot? Marie! What? What is happening? I, I heard a shot. It is Marie, her brother. She has been shot. Marie! Oh, poor Marie. Who did this burglar? Yes, thieves, supposedly. Oh, my treasures. They, they brought my treasures. Oh, they were interrupted. Nothing is gone. Ah, good, good. Uh, these people, who are they? My name is Cranston. This is Miss Lane. We came out here to see if we could help you. Uh, we have need of help. Emil, Emil, there's nothing missing. You're sure? Yes, Apoda. Good, good. I was afraid. Oh, oh. I, I must... And that's correct. This excitement. Before you go, Mr. Bruder, were you alone upstairs? Uh, yeah, why? Uh, it seems quite obvious that the bullet that killed Marie was fired from above. The line of the bullet is down. Oh, I, uh, I, I do not understand. I, I saw no one. They may have escaped while my hair was arising. Saputa's eyes are not very good, Mr. Cranston. I, I must get to bed. I... I I cannot stand this excitement. Could I help you, Mr. Bruder? Better let Emil do that, Margot. I think you and I should attend to notifying the police. Come here, Bruder. I will be right down, Mr. Clinton. What are you thinking? I think the shadow would better have a talk with Emil when he comes down, Margot. I want you to make certain Mr. Bruder doesn't leave his room. <laughs> My poor Marie. I must get out of here before the police. You seem upset, Emil. <laughs> Who said that? Don't bother looking around. I'm here at your elbow, but you cannot see me. No one sees the shadow, Emil. <laughs> shadow? What do you want? Who killed your wife, Emil? I don't know. I heard the shot. I saw her fall. It must have been the thief. Perhaps this thief exists only in your mind. No, no, you must believe me. I saw him. He had the gun. Oh, so you saw the burglar, Emil. Yes. He was named Luki. He wanted us to help him steal the painting, but he would not. And so this Luki killed her? I don't know. Marie took his gun. She was going to turn him over to the police. Suddenly there was a shot. Who fired it? Who was upstairs, Emil? I don't know. Tell me, who? There was no one upstairs. Oh, All right, Emil. I'll look further. In the meantime, I'll lock you in your room. Because if you've lied, I want you to be here to answer to the shadow. (laughs) 
Huge, huge pillars under the house. What do you suppose they were used for? Storage. These wilds, the owners probably had to store enough food for a whole winter in the old days. I still don't see what we're doing down here. Looking for some evidence of the man Luke gave us. Emil swears held a gun on him and Marie. He may be gone by now. I think so. You're sure the old man can't get out of his room? Positive. There's the only key to his room. It's about a hundred foot drop from the window right over his head. Good. Well, I don't see anything down here. Wait a minute. Turn that flash down. Oh, what do you think? Here, a set of footprints in the dust. Leading this way. But where do they go? They stop right at this wall. Hmm. That's what I thought. Find a catch on this What is it? Old refrigerating chamber built under the houses in the old days, usually with a hidden door. Stand back, Marla. You must look! Good Lord! Is he dead, Lamar? Yes, Marla, he is. Who is it? Lamar, who is it? Mr. Bruder. I just left him. He was locked in his room. It's Bruder, all right. There's no doubt in the world about it. But it can't be, Lamont. It can't be. Easy, Margaret. Mm-hmm. What is it? Margaret, I want you to go upstairs to one of the guest rooms. Lock yourself in and don't come out for anybody until I call you. You think I'm in danger? I think that the man behind this won't hesitate a moment to commit another murder. And I don't want you to be the victim. Perhaps you did. But Herr Bruder did not. <laughs> Who said that? 
The Shadow. Yeah, Bruder didn't want his collection stolen, and that's why Bruder lies dead in the cellar. You're crazy, are you, Bruder? Oh, no. You've done a very credible job of masquerading, but you're not, Bruder. Are you, Otto? Otto? That's ridiculous. It was ridiculous for you to think you could get away with it. You realize no one knew Bruder by sight. You thought you could easily impersonate him, didn't you? I don't know what you're talking about. And I'll tell you. You wanted the Bruder collection. Bruder wouldn't sell. So you killed him and hid his body in the cellar. You started to loot the place and then a complication set in. The servants Bruder had sent to Europe for arrived. You realized they didn't know Bruder by sight, so you carried on the masquerade. Gave you the inspiration for the whole plot. Lies! All lies! Instead of looting the collection yourself, you let Emile and Marie steal it piece by piece and sell it to you as Mr. Otto for a fraction of its value. Why? Why should I do that? Because it gave you a victim on which you could pin the murder of Bruder. It gave you the fabulous collection at a ridiculous price, and it gave you two ready-made fall guys for the thievery. Very well. Everything you say is true. <laughs> I am... Mr. Otto, if you won't live to tell the story to anyone, I'll see to that. You're counting on your bodyguard, Lukey. 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 Lukey, where is he? In the study, securely tied up with the police. I'm getting out. Don't try to stop me. Shadow, he's getting away. He won't get very far. Listen. (laughs) Mr. Otto walked right into the hands of a welcoming committee from the police. Well, even without his evidence, police has enough to put an end to Mr. Otto's unsavory career, Margaret. It was Mr. Otto then who killed Marlene? Yes, Margaret. He was standing at the head of the stairs. He saw she'd gotten Lukey's gun, was ready to tell the police everything. So he shot her. That Mr. Otto got an awful shock after killing Bruder to have the two servants walking. Yes, Margaret, but gave him an idea. An idea that was to result in two more murders and a one-way no-return trip for him. Is this a question you've been wanting to ask about heart disease? Are any heart diseases curable? Part of the answer is yes. There are certain types of heart disease which can be cured through surgery, others through drugs. But there is still much to be learned about heart diseases and the causes of rheumatic fever, high blood pressure, and hardening of the arteries. That's why the American Heart Association needs your help now to carry on urgently needed research and educational programs that will help combat this great enemy to our public health. For, in spite of medical progress, heart diseases still take one American life every minute. Give and give generously to your local heart association or to the American Heart Association, Box 550, New York City. Once again, The Shadow. This story is copyrighted by Street and Smith Publications, Incorporated. All names and places are fictitious. Any similarity to persons living or dead is purely coincidental. Listen again next week, same time, same station, when the shadow will again demonstrate that the weed of 
crime is bitter fruit. Crime does not pay. The shadow knows. <laughs> Next week, same time, same station, we bring you another strange and thrilling adventure in the shadow's daring battle against the forces of evil. The part of Lamont Cranston was played by Brett Morrison, Margot by Grace Matthews. This program came to you from New York. Stay tuned now for Quick as a Flash. This is the mutual Don Lee broadcasting system.